The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was the best Eagles drive of the year. I really, I really do. When you see uh, the the confluence of the the running game and what Jalen offers uh, from the ability to get out of the pocket and extend plays, I think he converted to two third downs, third and fours, uh, with great plays. He made passes. Nick Sirianni called him a stud on that drive, and unfortunately, the Chargers got the ball back and took up the rest of the time. Uh, and and it's frustrating. But, yeah, I thought that was the best Eagles drive of the season. Welcome back. Live post-game show. Mark Farzetta. Derek Gunn, Devin Caney with you on the Jacob Media YouTube channel as well as 6abc.com. Let's get to our man on the scene. Live from the link, John McQuellen. He's presented by Mesa Law and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer? Call Mesa and Associates. John McMullen, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, good. Spose could be better if the Eagles won, but they didn't. Um, the main culprit in all our minds right now is Jonathan Gannon, Eagles defensive coordinator. Everything else looked like it was working pretty well. What was said after the game? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, this team has had a really, really difficult time against good quarterbacks. We we documented that pretty consistently, the completion percentage. You saw it again. And, I, you know, I came in with uh, a, a, a football crush on, on Justin Herbert before he played. Was it the you hair? Imagine, it was the hair, wasn't it, John? Uh, you can imagine where it is now. I mean, that that kid is phenomenal, and he's going to be that good for a number of years. I, you know, I'm kind of amazed as I sit here and, and look at the way he he played, and the Eagles were in this game and they lose 27-24. A lot of it was, you know, the two fourth down stops uh, in the first half, uh, which really kind of swung the game or I thought it could have gotten kind of ugly. I, I just kind of look at this in a bigger picture standpoint. I'm like, the margin of error is so small for this team because they can't throw the football consistently. Yeah. And then they have a guy on the other side who's just slinging it all, all over. At one point I said, if I were the Chargers, I'd never mm. run the ball again. And if I were the Eagles, I'd never pass the ball again. Now, the Eagles did – have that great drive to tie up the game uh, and they got some things going to Devonte Smith, but boy, it's just so difficult for them to, to, to play this style of offense. And, and there's just such a small margin of error, to be honest. Hey, John, would you agree with uh, what I had said earlier that in watching this Eagles offense function the last couple of games, I think uh, the offense in general, and Jalen Hurts in particular, would be better suited to 
make that a significant part of your identity in terms of running the football. It takes a lot of pressure off of Hurts, number one, and it allows Hurts to manage a game better instead of trying to, to carry the offense on his shoulders. Yeah, I, I do think that's the way this Eagles team should play, and I think that's the way they've kind of settled into it and sort of finally come up with an identity we've been talking about. This is two weeks in a, a row where they've run the football, they've run the football effectively, um, and then you have some play action off of that. It was really successful to Devontae Smith. And then when they get inside the 10-yard line, they're really, really effective with those sort of, even if it isn't a zone read, it's the zone read mechanics because teams are, are, are so freaked out that Jalen Hurts might pull the ball and go outside. Mm-hmm. It, it's giving them all these kinds of looks. That's why they've had so many inside zone touchdowns over the last couple of weeks. So I think that's the formula. That's the identity. Uh, but, you know, that's because it has to be. And I don't think they want it to be that. I think they want to be able to sling the ball all over the place like the Chargers. They just don't have the capability to do that no. right now. No, no. Um, I Going back to the defense, because I, I think a lot of the pressure and criticism is falling on, on Jalen Hurts when most of it, uh, at least in this game, it's is on the defense. Um, I saw that Javon Hargrave was asked about how he feels the Eagles – played and if they should have ran more blitzes and he said that he's not the defensive coordinator <laughs> uh were you were you there when he said that and and what was the overall yeah. like vibe I it's a little concerning because he's what now the second player that's kind of come out and said something yeah I think in J- Javon's case it was a little bit different I mean he's always kind of soft-spoken kind of understated uh, was more of you know I do my job I'm not really focused on that other kind of stuff whereas I think when Fletcher said it was more uh, out of frustration, uh, they did throw a couple blitzes really in the first half. I think they were more aggressive and it didn't work. Um, And then they they went back into their more uh, conventional uh, scheme, which hasn't worked against good quarterbacks. I mean, it hasn't. There's no other way to look at it, even if you force a team to go 15, 17 plays, if they go 15, 17 plays, uh, I think the mentality is, well, they'll make a mistake. And I thought maybe this week was the week where that would come true because you're dealing with a younger quarterback who might get a little frustrated with taking what's there and might try to push the football down the field. But he didn't do that. So yeah, it looks ugly at the end of the day. We're, we're sitting here looking at the fifth passer, uh, over 80% against this defense. And, and the strange thing is, you know, the corners have had a very good year overall. Uh, Darius Slay, Steve Nelson, Avante Max. Now, Darius went down. Avante was out for a while as well. So that affected things. But I, I think it ended up they hit – Uh, They had no sacks. They hit uh, Justin Herbert once in this game. And when they did, it was Steve Nelson, which, by the way, was a blitz, and he got called for a penalty. So that kind of sums it up. Right. Uh, 
let's I want to talk about the drive you mentioned earlier with Jalen Hurts. How much do you think that drive, other than tying the game, of course, at 24 all, how do you think how much do you think that drive meant to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni? Because I thought it was great play calling from Nick Sirianni, and I thought it was just all out effort by Jalen Hurts as well as talent on that drive. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was the best Eagles drive of the year. I really, I really do. When you see uh, the the confluence of the the running game and what Jalen offers uh, from the ability to get out of the pocket and extend plays, I think he converted to two third downs, third and fours, uh, with great plays. He made passes. Nick Sirianni called him a stud on that drive, and unfortunately, the Chargers cut the ball back. And took up the rest of the time, uh, and and it's frustrating. But yeah, I thought that was the best Eagles drive of the season. But to Jalen's credit, he didn't want to talk about that because they lost the game, and he's very consistent about that. Whether he plays poorly or plays well, uh, he didn't want it pointed out that he had a good drive because they lost the game. And I, I a tremendous amount of respect for Jalen when he does things like that, because it'd been easy to say, yeah, I had a great drive. Yeah, it was really effective. And he just didn't want to talk about it. Hmm. Um, John, I, I want to get your take on, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are saying that they're okay with this loss. You know, this Eagles team, especially the offense, at least showed promise. Um, and I kind of tend to agree with that. You know, I think today's game, I mentioned that that drive where, you know, Jalen Hurts had a first down, Devontae Smith had had completions, um, and not first drive, but the the drive in the fourth quarter. Um, that showed promise to me. That showed adjustments. That showed improvement, which is something that we hadn't seen a lot um, from Nick Sirianni, at least. Do, do you feel the same way? And do you feel that Nick Sirianni is getting more confident as a head coach and is uh, in his playing calling? Uh, I do. You know, as strange as it sounds, I was thinking this was probably the game um, to decide who the best rookie head coach is in this league. And that sounds mm -hmm. kind of strange because if you look around at the rookie head coaches, they're not doing too well. So uh, Brandon Staley probably would have been number one when they were off to the four and one start. But he had lost uh, two in a row. Uh, Nick Sirianni got a, is getting a lot of criticism, but mm. he's got this team playing hard, incremental improvements, um, and I think he's learning on the job. And, you know, I kind of look at it, and I know people don't want to hear it, um, but I, I think Nick was the better coach today. I thought Brandon Staley, you know, had the better team and should have had a much easier time and he had to fight and claw for a victory. So, well, I know, you know, and Nick said it himself, there's no moral victories in this league. Jalen said things similar, but didn't use that phraseology. But, and there isn't, but I do see improvement in, in with this team and, and where they're going. Um, and I think, you know, Nick is, is doing an okay job. I'm not going to say he's doing a good job because the <laughs> record is what it is, but I think he's improving and, you know, the people throwing flowers at him as he leaves the field or jerseys out in Las Vegas are kind of missing the big picture. Did he address that in the press conference, the flowers? Uh, now, we were all getting a video. Jamie Apodi kind of put it up there and she was yeah. sitting right next to me and I saw it and we did ask T.J. Edwards. T.J. 
pretended he didn't know what we were talking about, but he clearly did. Um, I, I imagine he'll get asked about it tomorrow, and, and um, I'll certainly ask him if nobody else does. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I talked to him behind the scenes about what happened in Las Vegas. He wasn't happy. He was clearly frustrated from the video. Um, and I, I think people don't, you know, maybe don't know that about Nick, but he's got a bit of a temper. I think he comes across as this happy-go-lucky guy, but he was really frustrated after this game. Um, and he thought, you know, his team had a chance to win. They did have a chance to win. They had a chance to steal a game. They haven't won at Lincoln Financial Field yet. So I think that pressure is kind of building up. Um, and yeah, he was, he was, I think it was pretty evident by the video. He was not happy with it. Mm-hmm. John, we have been talking, uh, throughout the show about Davion Taylor and this kid, um, the way he is playing, he's just playing with reckless abandon, man. If they can find a few more guys like that, uh, especially at the, at the linebacking position that can change the whole complexion of this defense in terms of being more assertive and maybe even blitzing more, for that matter. I just don't think they have the personnel right now in the linebacking core to play a lot of different games that you can play against uh, opposing quarterbacks. No, you're right. I I mean, they just don't have a ton of talent at the linebacker position. And Davion, you know, it's a shame if you go back to training camp, you saw, you know, we were all kind of surprised, I think, a little bit that they started Davion out as, as a starter in training camp. Um, and we thought, well, they're just trying to get him some reps because he's so raw. But no, they wanted him to be a starting linebacker. Uh, and he hurt his calf and he was out for the majority of camp. And that set him back a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's just got more talent, more athleticism uh, than they're, what, what they're used to at linebacker. Certainly here, certainly with this group and, and even going back to the Doug Peterson era. Um, and if the rest of the his game can catch up to that athleticism, you might finally have something at linebacker. And I think if you look at Jonathan Gannon and he had Darius Leonard in Indianapolis, um, he had Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks in Minnesota. Obviously he wants that type of linebacker and Javion Taylor is probably the only one with the physical gifts to eventually get to that kind of level. Still got a long way to go, but I think it's good that the Eagles are playing them and getting rid of some of the startup costs that Jim Schwartz used to talk about with young players. You got to live with some of the mistakes early, and hopefully they learn from them. Uh, well, something interesting you got into there when he came to Jonathan Gannon and talking about a guy like Davion Taylor, like Gunnar asked you about. I, I've seen steps forward from Nick Sirianni in the last two games. I, I just said, hey, do what you're supposed to against a team like the Lions. They did what they were supposed to do against a team like, uh, like the Lions. In this game, show that you can still run the football against now the worst run defense in the league. He did that tonight. Jalen Hurts took a step forward as well. Uh, what, do you think we, we will uh, we'll ever see Jonathan Gannon play a little bit more aggressive and, and, and actually send a guy like Davion Taylor? Because once I saw him running around out there, I thought, hey, we know, get aggressive. He wants to hit somebody, put him in the backfield, try to disrupt things. Like you at least, I guess, attempted to a little bit in that first half. Do you think Jonathan Gannon will ever flip that switch and maybe start being a little bit more aggressive? 
Yeah, I mean, I think he already has. If you look at the Detroit game, they were tremendously aggressive. I don't think uh, people noticed because Detroit was so bad. Uh, same thing with Carolina. Uh, certainly more aggressive. I think it has to do with the quarterback. Um, when he feels the quarterback is susceptible to that type of thing, he's going to send people. Even today, as a younger quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert, early in the game, I mentioned Steve Nelson. Um, they blitzed. I, I saw them blitz Andre Sachere on two occasions. Vontae Maddox went down. Um, there was another blitz uh, from a defensive back that I can't remember, but I at least counted three, and it, it didn't work. Um, and I think he scaled back from there. I certainly didn't see as much, and I'll have to watch the film, but I didn't see as much in the second half. Look, I, 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 I like Jonathan Gannon. Everybody knows that. Um, it, it, but he hasn't had success. So until you have success, um, the criticism is going to be valid. And if you look at the, the completion percentage of the quarterback, uh, it's, it's not acceptable. So I, by no means do I think you should say, oh, you know, maybe there should be more curveballs, but I'm just pulling it up. If you look at this, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, Keenan Allen had 13 targets, caught 12 receptions. Jared Cook, four out of four. Uh, Steven Anderson, four out of four. Uh, Parham, three out of three. Eckler, three out of three. Uh, Palmer, two of two. Guyton, uh, uh, Kelly, one of one. The only two receivers were Williams and Guyton that had incompletions thrown to him and Keenan Allen had one, obviously Uh, that's not acceptable. So maybe you, you should say there should be more curveballs being thrown, but I look at the scoreboard and I see the fourth down stops and I see 27, 24 and the Eagles were outmanned. So Mm -hmm. I I get Mm -hmm. why people are upset, but, you know, in a lot of ways, the modern NFL, when you're playing these star quarterbacks, is about getting a key stop. The Eagles were able to get two monster stops on fourth down. Remember, coming in, this was the best fourth down team in the NFL. The best. And they stopped them twice in the first half, or this game probably would have been a blowout. So you have to, you have to add that into your context as well. I think people look at the blitz now like they look at the run. Like, even if the run's not working, still got to do it just to make them think they're going to do it. Now I think people are still looking at the blitz like that right now with a guy like Jonathan Gannon and the, you know, I know it's not exactly the best, uh, you know, the most talented defense in the entire National Football League. I get that. But I think that's how people are looking at it. And they're seeing Sirianni say, all right, you know what? We're going to keep running the football. Well, it's working, so it's easy to do it when it works. But even in a blitz, if it fails, just to try to bust things up, to make the quarterback think twice – I think people are kind of making that assimilation between the two, between running the football even at times when it doesn't work and blitzing even at times when it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of go uh, from the opposite direction with JG in that if I were to criticize him, I would say, why is this defensive line, which we thought coming into this season would be the strength of the team along with the offensive line, why aren't they producing – uh, to the level that we expected. And, you know, it looked like Josh Sweat was going to uh, have a career year, hasn't really developed. Um, Fletcher Cox has not played like Fletcher Cox. 
Javon Hargrave got off to the great start, but has kind of disappeared. Uh, losing Brandon Graham certainly hurt, I think, even more than people realize. Uh, Derek Barnett has not performed. I, I, My question is why? Why are these guys underperforming to the level? Because when Jim Schwartz was here, that's what this defense was about. It was about that defensive line and them getting home. And they did. And Jason Kelsey even talked about that this week, about the lack of home success right? and about how aggressive that defensive line played under Jim Swartz. And when the Eagles had a lead late or were close late and this place was rocking and the noise were up, was up and you had to use silent counts, it just was such a huge advantage. So if I'm going to criticize something, it's, you know, why aren't those guys producing? I don't care about the blitz because I don't think this team can blitz. I don't think they can blitz successfully. But I need that front four to get home, and they're not getting home. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, John, to get away from the X's and O's for just a bit, uh, I'm told that uh, Devonta Smith addressed the Henry Ruggs situation. I know they were good friends. And could you kind of just, um, in layman's terms, tell us what Devonta had to say about uh, – you know, rugs uh, um, in, in such a devastating and such a tragic situation that has occurred. Yeah, I mean, they're not only friends. They used to be roommates at Alabama, yeah. so yep. they are really, really close. And even if you go back to Las Vegas, they were so happy to see each other. Um, so, uh, obviously, I, I think it was a, a difficult week for DeMonte Smith and uh, to have your friend. And, and you know, remember – you know, people are going to, whether it's right or not, uh, take things negatively if you say you're praying for your friend because they're more concerned about the victim and and, and the horrible nature uh, of what happened. And that's right. understandable. But also, and, and Jalen Hart said this as well. I mean, that's their friend and that's their brother. And, you know, they're praying for him. And it's, uh-huh. you know, something very, very difficult to go through. But, um you know, he's in a lot of trouble from a legal standpoint, and they understand that, but it doesn't change the fact that they're they're very close to, to that particular person, and obviously he's having a difficult time as well, even yeah. though people don't want to hear about that. Uh, John McMullen, always great catching up with you, man. Thanks for giving us the inside scoop on all that was talked about after the game today. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you next week, hopefully this time after uh, an Eagles win, because that's more fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when now, they, when they now win Denver stuff. looks better all of a sudden. Yeah, how about, how, looks better. How about that? And you know what? We'll try to arrange a meetup between you and uh, and you know uh, uh, Justin Herbert, and you guys can hang out or something, have a beer, yeah, you know, have that, a good time. Uh, I do have a, a bit of a football crush. It's only football <laughs> related. Understood. 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 John, thanks so much, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Now, John McMullen was brought to us by the great people of Mesa Law and Associates, and. Uh, Jump.